Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the Herald Journal's audio studio. I am digital editor Gabe Wisnett, joined today by reporter Eric Boynton. Um, Eric has obviously been following this uh, Clemson season, this South Carolina women's season, closely all year. Um, and here we are um, in the round of of, sw- of 16, the Sweet 16, for, for both. Um, maybe not so much of a surprise for the South Carolina women to be back. Um, their fifth straight year, I believe. Uh, but for the Clemson men, um, it's been 21 years since they've been on this stage um, and obviously having one of their you know banner seasons as far as this program goes. Uh, we'll start out with Clemson, um, 79-68 over New Mexico State in the opening round and then just absolutely demolished Auburn 84-53 to in the second round. Um, Eric, your, your quick takes on you know Clemson's first two round performances. Yeah, especially that that win over Auburn, just so very, very impressive. That looked like one of the better second round matchups between the SEC champs and uh, Clemson, who tied for third in the ACC. But no less of an authority than Tim Beret, the longtime sports information director at Clemson, who's been at the at his job for forty years. He uh, said it was he doesn't remember anything like that performance against Auburn. It was the best performance he'd ever seen. Uh, for, from the school's basketball team. So, uh, yeah, to go out and beat them, they were up 40 at one point and just blow them away. Uh, Obviously gives them a lot of momentum going into the next round against Kansas and, uh, you know, trying to knock off the number one seeds, a whole different animal. Uh, Kansas, I think, is about a a 200-mile drive from Omaha where they're playing uh, the Sweet 16, so they'll have a decidedly home crowd advantage there. And, uh, and yeah, but a ton of momentum from Clemson. They're shooting the ball well. They're getting the kind of go Guard play from the trio of uh, Shelton Mitchell, Gabe DeVoe, and Marquise Reed that they needed. And uh, Eli Thomas has been uh, just awesome in the middle. Double-digit rebounds, both the opening rounds. He had uh, 18 and 11 in the win against Auburn. So uh, when you're getting that kind of guard play, and then you have uh, a guy that's uh, a better-than-average center in the middle there, 6'9", long arms, Eli Thomas, getting it done inside. It's, uh, you know, it it should make for an interesting ballgame against the number 1 Jayhawks. And, and talking to, uh, I spoke with, with Gabe DeVoe, working on a story on him um, from nearby Shelby. And, you know, as as good as this team's offense has been, you know, you know with, with what the guard play has been doing and just the efficiency-wise, uh, you know, they, their defense is, has been second to none either. Uh, you know, I think their defense is falling a little bit under the radar, even though I think it's ranked like seventh best in the nation. Yeah, and that's uh, it's funny. Well, last year, I, I know a lot of people with, with Jerron Blossom game on board, an all-ACC performer, a lot of people expected when uh, the transfers 
into the program, like Shelton Mitchell, like Marquise Reed became eligible, like Eli Thomas, that uh, last year they kind of expected Clemson to maybe make a, a few steps forward. Uh, they lost a lot of close games, but it was mainly the defense that just didn't come around. And Brad Burnell made his mark as a uh, as a defensive coach. That's his uh, bread and butter. That's how he's gotten uh, to become an ACC coach. Was he's a uh, he's a good X's and O's guy, but his teams are are known for their defense. They just didn't have it last year. But for whatever reason, this year it's all come together. They're playing great defense, and uh, you know when you play great defense, it can can hold teams, make it difficult on teams to score. You're always going to have a chance to win. And then add in the fact that Clemson's shooting the ball, as we mentioned, so well. That's uh, a great recipe for success. And uh, you know we'll see if the basket looks as big uh, out there in Omaha as it did in San Diego for the Tigers. Yeah, that's always kind of the, I, I guess you would call it the worry for these teams who, who get hot is, you know, you have a few days off, you have a few days to 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 think about it, so to speak, and, and then you have to jump back out on the court and then you have to play someone like Kansas, um, you know. But it feels like this Clemson team, um, given that they are senior-led, um, a lot of experience, um, a coach like Brownell, that, you know, the layoff won't be so much of an effect on them. Yeah, I don't think I don't think so. And and again, you could uh, you know come out the next day, you know have a game, uh, you know first round game, come out day the ne- two days later and not have the same kind of performance. So uh, right. you know I I don't think that'll be any kind of an excuse for this team. Either they're going to play well, shoot it well, guard well, or you know Kansas could be the team that has the hot day and uh, you know maybe they're just shooting it well d- despite a hand in their face and Clemson playing good defense. So yeah, I don't think that'll have any kind of an effect. And like you mentioned, uh, uh, you know. Redshirt juniors, seniors are the leaders of this Clemson team, and guys, a few guys that are played in the NCAA tournament, and and now all those guys have a couple games experience, even the young guys playing in the big dance. So uh, I don't think that'll be any kind of an excuse, and uh, you know we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, and then this has obviously been a a topsy turvy tournament with you know the first sixteen seed ever to win with UMBC beating Virginia, um, and then you know a host of other upsets all throughout this tournament. So. Once you get to this point, um, of course, as we've seen before, anything can happen. And, you know, Clemson could be that team that, that nobody really picked to go to their Final Four that could make it to their Final Four. Oh sure, and, and Clemson's you know not not your Loyola of Chicago. They're not your Nevada. You know this is a team right. uh, from the ACC. Nine, nine teams get into the uh, NCAA tournament. Another three made the NIT. So you know Clemson's played these big opponents, these uh, talented teams all year long. So it's not like they're just a uh, you know a mid major that got hot, shot the ball well, uh, you know for a few games and and kind of you know made a little bit of a run. This is a team that's seen. Teams, you know, at Kansas' skill level all season long, you know, had a winning record in the league and in the ACC and, and played well. So it, it, this, will, this will be nothing that uh, Clemson hasn't seen all year. And again, it's not like uh, some Cinderella story. Certainly, they're, if they were to advance to the Elite Eight or even the Final Four, um, you know, they're fifth seed. So it's not like, you know, people didn't expect that they had it in them to make this kind of run. So, uh, yeah, it, it wouldn't be a shocker. It would be an upset, but it wouldn't be a shocker if uh, they were able to beat them. And then if they play Duke in the next round if they were able to somehow uh, get by Duke. And let's quickly talk about the the South Carolina women. Obviously, you know, fifth straight time uh, or fifth straight year they've been to the Sweet 16. Um, obviously a decorated career for Wilson. Go down as one of the, the greatest Gamecocks to ever play in any sport. Um, 
talk about you know their their success getting you know going to winning it all last year um it's it you know had the had the had the target on their back all season long and now here they are again in the sweet 16 looking to advance further right as you mentioned it's all really all about getting asia wilson some help i mean she had uh double doubles the last uh, couple of games she had 25 and 11 uh rebounds in the win over virginia and it's about uh the alexis jennings the uh Bian- you know bianca jackson's the tyasha harris's of the world uh you know playing at their best and just giving the, the you know giving the best uh women's player in the country uh a little bit of a helping hand and you know if they don't get a florida state team that the uh, had some battles with in recent years. They get an 11th seed in Buffalo, who uh, scored 102 in their first, in their opening round matchup, which is the first time ever uh, in women's history that a, a double digit seed topped 100 points. So uh, you know, and and you know, Buffalo again. Uh, they're they're playing up in Albany, New York. It's uh, not too far a drive. So you know, Buffalo is going to have a big backing there. It's at a, a strange 11:30 a.m. Uh, tip off time. But again, this is a this is a uh, you know a South Carolina team as you mentioned game that's the game that's been uh you know had a lot of success fifth straight sweet 16 they're no strangers to the big stage and when you have the best player in the country you, you know you, you've always got a chance so you know they should beat buffalo and then uh you know after after beating buffalo if they can go ahead and uh, survive in advance uh most likely it's uh unbeaten in top seeded yukon that'll be waiting for them right and and you know i think that for for a coach like Don Staley, you know that that she wants to always be, you know, making strides. You may not be able to beat UConn, you may not be able to 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 win it to win it all, or even make the Final Four every year. But I think that that for the South Carolina program, you know, the the fact that it's on such good footing um, should give everybody uh, just a, a positive going into to the next off season. Oh, absolutely! They got a lot of people back. Really, uh, Wilson's really the one, uh, you know, main loss. Uh, they've got Spawn, who's uh, been hurt uh, for a good bit this season. It'll be also moving on, but they, you know, they kind of like Clemson with Dante Grantham. You know, they've been without her for a good portion of the season, and uh, you know, so so other uh, some of the uh, the younger players have gotten a chance to play, but definitely on strong footing. And like you said, uh, there's there's been no drop off. They keep making strides forward. Uh, t- tough task to take on the UConn Huskies, uh, you know, a team that's uh, got a lot of experience, a lot of talent, uh, fell short last year in the Final Four, and obviously, I don't know if UConn ever has anything to prove, but, uh, you know, trying to get back on top again, so that that would be a tough matchup, but another great season for South Carolina, great support there, they had a 9 o'clock uh, tip on last Sunday night, very unfortunate uh, due to TV time, and, uh, you know, Don Staley called it a pajama party, they still <laughs> right. put, they just still put 10,000 in the seat, so, uh, you know, it's just, just people have fallen in love with this program here in Columbia, a lot of support, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens, but five straight Sweet Sixteen, Sweet Sixteens is a uh, a, a pretty uh, pretty darn good achievement either way. Well, that'll uh, that'll wrap it up for today. We'll we'll see what happens in these next rounds, and uh, maybe we'll be back again to talk about Clemson and South Carolina, one or both. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of. Uh human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. 
Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.